Hi, uh, everyone. So uh, for those who have just uh, turned the webinar on, my name is Agnieta. I'm a um, senior associate leading our Lithuanian employment practice, and I will tell you some information about uh, the measures um, during this lockdown uh, season in Lithuania. So shall we move to the next slide? Thank you. So um, we have quite strict lockdown here um, since the 16th of March. It is uh, currently scheduled to um, remain in place until 11th of May, but my guess would be that it will be further extended. And in the beginning, we have had some quite strict measures. So all the non-essential stores uh, have been closed with the exception of uh, food, pharmacies and, and similar, the restaurants, uh, closed uh, except for delivery and pickup, schools not working and so on. But for the past few weeks, uh, the lockdown measures um, are being uh, gradually lifted piece by piece. So for today, for example, all stores can be open as long as they um, make sure that the number of customers is limited. Restaurants who have seating outside and, and uh, can ensure proper social distancing uh, measures can also work and so on. So more and more employees uh, can return to work um, and companies can carry on with their business. Um, but this, this whole situation, of course, have left a lot of companies with a situations where they either cannot provide employees with the work or where um, uh, the workload has been significantly reduced. And also due to the school closure, many employees cannot um, work because they have to take care of their young children. Um, so can we move, move to the next slide, please? Um, I will uh, tell you about the main uh, measures uh, that the companies can take uh, to deal with this situation. And the main one and used the most commonly is idle time. So it's a situation uh, where you uh, cannot provide the employee with the work that was agreed in employment contract. We had an option of idle time before the lockdown, uh, but uh, since the, the beginning of lockdown, the, the parliament introduced the new type of emergency idle time with uh, better conditions for business in terms of payment and availability of subsidies to cover part of the cost. So there are three main conditions to declare this emergency idle time. The first one is that the company should have no possibility to provide the employee uh, with the agreed work because of the state of emergency and lockdown. Now, the link does not have to be very direct and the authorities are quite flexible in um, explaining and interpreting this uh, clause. So, uh, for example, even if the company's uh, activities are not prohibited, uh, such as manufacturing, if you have um, uh, a situation where the orders have a slowdown and this is the reason why you cannot um, work at full capacity, you can also declare idle time because uh, the slowing down of orders and of business is uh, caused by the lockdown and the um, coronavirus pandemic. Another criteria uh, requirement is that uh, the work uh, cannot be performed remotely. So if there is some work that the employee could do from home, you should not declare emergency idle time. 
And also if there is any other work at the company, even if the employee is overqualified to do it, uh, the company should at first offer the employee this uh, job uh, for the temporary period. And only if the employee uh, refuses to, to do that, you could declare emergency idle time. And this idle time can be full time. So for the whole lockdown period or it can be partial. So for example, you can um, declare if you have work for 50% of the week, the employee can work half of the week, get half of their salary and be on idle time for the remaining part of the week. And the payment for emergency idle time, it does not depend on the how much the employee is making normally. The minimum that the company has to pay is state minimum wage. So it would be 607 uh, for a full month of idle time. If the idle time is partial, uh, you uh, pay proportionately. And it is also possible to um, cancel idle time anytime. So for example, if you have one or two days of work, you can call out the employee from idle time. And once the work is finished, if you still meet the conditions for idle time, you can send the employee on idle time for the remainder of the lockdown period. Uh, we can move on to the next slide. Thank you. Yeah, so um, there are some other cost cutting measures that are not specific to the COVID situation, uh, but so the companies are using them or at least in interesting in exploring the options. So the most common question is, can we reduce the salaries? And uh, the answer is it's complicated. Uh, the salary must be agreed in an employment contract and you have to get the employee's consent to make any reductions to, to the salary. And we even have a prohibition to dismiss the employee um, on the ground that they have refused to reduce their salaries. So uh, some companies have successfully implemented it by reducing salaries by 10, 15, 20%, but it does require open communication and cooperation with employees because you cannot do this unilaterally. Um, another option to cut the costs is uh, to reduce or cancel uh, variable remuneration like bonuses and benefits. Um, it's uh, uh, easier than a normal salary reduction if uh, those bonuses are not contractual, for example, they are provided in internal policies of the company, then you will not require employee consent, uh, but uh, and, and you can make the changes uh, based on the company's discretion, uh, following the information and consultation process and properly informing employees in advance. However, if the bonus is agreed in an employment contract or an agreement concluded with the employees, then uh, you will require the employee's consent to reduce or make any other changes in uh, variable remuneration. Uh, employee lease or outsourcing is another option that could be attractive in this uh, time. So normally for, to lease your employees, you would have to meet quite strict criteria, register with the labor authorities and so on. But for the period of uh, lockdown, uh, the government has uh, in, introduced much less strict conditions for this temporary employee outsourcing or employee lease and uh, companies who normally don't carry out employee lease activities, they could register as uh, employee lease uh, service providers in one business day and uh, lease their employees to other businesses who uh, need them. So the employees 
uh, can still have a job and the company has some kind of uh, revenue for the services that employees are providing. Unpaid leave is uh, naturally quite attractive op option for businesses. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side you're looking at, it cannot be declared um, on the company's discretion. Um, it should always be requested by the employees and uh, the initiative and, and uh, the actual will to have unpaid leave should be there. It cannot be you know, forced or pressured by the company. Uh, during the economic crisis of 2008-2009, we had some quite many cases where the companies were burned because a lot of employees were taking unpaid leave uh, uh, at the same time and, and uh, this was de declared as fake unpaid leave and the court clearly said that unpaid leave cannot be used um, just to, to manage the workload issues or um, the company's cash flow problems. Um, and another option uh, that could be good is changing the employee's working hours, moving to part-time and to their, thus reducing the salary. But same as with salary reduction, it will require employees' consent and uh, cooperation. The state help and uh, uh, subsidies for employers, uh, it's uh, mainly right now in the form of uh, subsidies uh, helping companies to cover the cost of uh, idle time wage. So it is available only for companies who declare this emergency idle time. And the purpose of this subsidy is to help companies retain as many employees, as many jobs as possible, and to reduce the number of dismissals that uh, well, are inevitable in this situation. So it works uh, like that. The company um, declares idle time, pay the pays the employees minimum wage or more if it chooses to during idle time, and uh, then claims the subsidies uh, from the state. Um, and the subsidies are paid not to the employees, but to the employers. The company can choose the subsidy amount, and it's uh, 70 or 90% of what uh, you pay during the idle time, and the caps are different for uh, these percentages, so you can make the calculations and see what works better for you. The subsidies will be paid uh, until the end of lockdown, and there is uh, one requirement that it's uh, quite strict for companies, so there is uh, an obligation to maintain, retain at least half of the subsidized uh, job positions for three months after the end of uh, subsidy payments. And uh, right now, actually today, the government is meeting and deciding on further subsidy and state health measures. So it seems that uh, we will have additional subsidy support uh, uh, for the period of um, after the lockdown when the help will be definitely needed. Yeah. Another type of state support is uh, for the employees in form of sick leave. So we have situations where employees cannot work because uh, they have to take care of young children due to school closure or uh, they have to take care of disabled family members who can no longer go to care facilities because they are temporarily closed or the employees themselves have uh, some severe chronic illnesses and are at an increased uh, risk if they contract COVID-19. 
Um, so for these employees, um, the state uh, grants them the right to take sick leave for the whole period of the lockdown, which will be paid by the government, by social insurance fund. So the employees do not have to go to work and the companies do not have to pay them for that time. And this benefit applies uh, if the employee cannot do uh, their work remotely. And uh, we can move on to the next slide, uh, the remote work. So uh, remote work, uh, it is not mandatory actually during uh, lockdown, uh, but it's very strongly recommended and the majority of businesses have chosen to continue work uh, uh, from home. So most of the people us, us two uh, working are doing this webinar from our homes. Um, in Lithuania, we do have some uh, labor law regulation on on the remote work and many companies already have remote work policies, setting some um, rules on how remote, remote work will be performed. But for those companies to, to whom um, this remote work thing is quite new, we do recommend either to introduce new policies or at least communicate the main terms of remote work via email to employees and discuss various practical matters, uh, for example, what are the working hours, whether they will be the same as working in the office or they can be more flexible uh, at what times and by which means the employees should be reachable and available, uh, the practical issues related to work equipment, whether the company will be providing laptops or whether the employees are expected to use their own equipment and to be compensated for it, uh, the main rules on um, work, health and safety and so on. So this is more of a practical issue to make sure that everyone knows what are the rules and expectations on remote work and so that the company's liability is limited to um, well, a certain ex reasonable extent, but it doesn't have to be overly formalistic. So uh, this is it for uh, Lithuania. Thank you very much.